welcome to the Soul Deep podcast, where we dive deep into the edges of life where the body meets the soul. Sharing personal stories of struggle and breakthrough, the guests on this show let us know what is up when it comes to healing, happiness, and new heights of pleasure. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is your host, Sarah Jane, embodiment coach and spoken word poet, an all-round spiritual babe who likes to get real deep, real quick. You are in for a juicy episode, my friends. It was so incredible to speak with Kate and hear her story and her transformation and how she is who she is today. In the first half of this episode, Kate really just dives into her journey of self-love and acceptance within the timeline of university life to just a little over a year ago. Because this was really where the patterns that negate a sense of inner love and authenticity and power played out in their fullest. So from being a part of lad culture to codependency in relationships to over-exercising as a trauma response, Kate gets really vulnerable in a way that is both cathartic, relatable, inspirational and transformational. We discuss her turning point or rather the divine intervention from a moment sat in her car that really encapsulated her internal world and caused her to step into the light and let go of everything and everyone who was no longer serving her. In the second half, we talk about social media for body positivity, how to deal with the anxiety of weight gain, and I share a self-love story of embodiment, embodiment of my most ugly self in order to witness her so that I could let her leave, or rather, wash her away. You'll see what I mean. So, you know, if you are in need of some body love, body acceptance, and authenticity in your digital life, why not go follow YKate right now? Open up the Instagram, the Instagram, sound like I'm 90 years old. Open up that old Instagram app and uh, type in the search bar Y underscore Kate. And that is W-H-Y underscore C-A-I-T. Honestly, get to know her. She is so inspirational, so lovely, so real and Yeah, I guess without further ado, please welcome Kate to the podcast. Welcome to the Soul Deep podcast, Kate. Hello, how is everything going? (laughs) Everything's going great with me. I've been up for about an hour and you just told me that you've been up since half four. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not a new thing. I love the mornings, um, but I think it's really important for me to get my morning routine in and to set my day straight every day. So half past four is my wake up. And and don't be, you know, I say half past four is a wake up. I I lie in bed for about half an hour and I meditate. So it's not like I'm up at half four, like, woo. Um, (laughs) I do. I sort of like take in the day. I used to be very chaotic and I would just get up and go whereas I've kind of taken things a little step back and I give myself time in the mornings so a little bit of meditation then I kind of get moving have a coffee 
do some yoga, go for a, a, a walk or some movement. And yeah, then I get my day going, set my intentions and it's really, really grounding. Oh, I can imagine so. Like, I thought I was an early bird. I used to, well, in summer, like, my my huge would be kind of get up around half six. And before the, wa- before the world, like, closed down, I would go to my yoga studio and, and I would be walking there at kind of, like, six in the morning. And actually, no, it was, like, half five because the class would start at six. Seems like it's been forever. Mm-hmm. But um, something about that time you almost feel like you're in between worlds it's so peaceful especially when you live in the city because it's so rare to like be in that space absolutely I mean even here where I live so I'm down in Devon um on the south coast and my it's just my favorite time is literally from about 5 a.m to 9 because maybe 8 um there's just no cars there's no people and Mm. the people that are out at that time in the morning are really really nice like they'll say good morning to you and they'll (laughs) they'll smile because I I do that to everybody usually when I'm out but I find that people after about 9 a.m are just not very inclined to to greet you I don't know why I don't know what it is I don't know if there's like uh, I don't know they're busy or whatever but I'm just really like I like to welcome people into my aura when I'm walking. So um, I just think it's really important. I think it's important to allow that for me, for me, it's important to allow it. Um, So yeah, morning people are my favorite. (laughs) I love this so much. Have you ever heard of like Ayurveda or studied Ayurveda? Do you know about the times of the day and how they relate to the doshas? Um, Vaguely, I don't don't know loads. I'm I'm nodding because... um, I'm actually, I've just finished my 200 hours yoga teacher training. Oh, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, really exciting. I'm <clears throat> all very new to me, by the way. I only started the yoga last year. So this is like a massive shift in my energy and my life, um, which is why I'm not so chaotic right now, which is why I'm a bit more grounded. Um, but uh, there's an Ayurveda training, which I'm doing in, a, I think, at the end of the month. So mm. I'm learning a little bit more, but I did a live with a girl um, who spoke all about it. It was so interesting. So I did a little mm. bit of reading into it and it's just, yeah, I don't know too much about it. Um, so what were you going to say about the, the times of day? Uh, you're going to love Ayurveda when you dive into it. It's, it's incredible. I found it like quite a few years ago, maybe five years ago now. And when I found it, it was just a, remem- a remembrance, you know, I, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course. I've I've known this like in my DNA, like whether it's past life or like source consciousness, I didn't even need to question it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time in the morning that you're talking about, that's like that super special in-between worlds, everyone's happy kind of thing, is kapha. And kapha is um sorry, it's not kapha, it's just before kapha. So it's the the vata. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure it's Savada, but it's just that like beautiful airy energy before we go into the like groundedness. And what's interesting is um, when you slip into Kapha, I think it's I think it's maybe in our in our hemisphere just after six or seven, depending on what season it is. But that's why Ayurveda kind of tells you if you wake up like five minutes before Kapha you can get up 
But if you wake up five minutes after kapha, your body's like, oh. So it's such a big, like, energetic shift. And it's really, really interesting. I think I've definitely found that in my, like, wake-up routine. I'm a bit rusty on it because it's been a while since I've um, did it, like, the whole Ayurvedic, uh, like, way of being. But, um, but yeah, just super interesting. I was just curious. Um, yeah, that's really that's really cool. And I think uh, I, I'm, I'm Vada Pitta. Um, that's kind of, like, where I lay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very interesting because it talks about um it was telling me about I needed to be in warm I need to have warm things and all I've ever done is like get in the sea and sea swim and, and all these things through the winter and now that I've allowed all of these warmer things into my life I've seen a huge shift in that that energy and you're very right with the sleeping as well um without getting too far into it when I sort of lost myself um lost like the authentic Kate um I was getting up like 11 o'clock in the morning because I was, you know, it was like uni, but also like not, not working, just, Mm -hmm. just a very bizarre situation. Um, And yeah, that was, I could feel it. Like I just had no, like, it was almost like I had no purpose, no, no reason to be getting up. So I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it was just, then it was, the whole day was for me ruined. (laughs) Oh gosh, I feel you so much. Mm. Kate, the first question I would love to ask you is what brings your soul to life? Gosh, okay. So thinking about this, um, I think there's so many different aspects. I'm very complicated. I'm very sensitive, (laughs) very, very sensitive, which is something that I'm learning to accept. Um, But I think it's, it's like looking inward, right? I think for so long... I was looking for external validation, looking for external validation, which includes like travel, like running away and traveling, you know, staying in Vietnam for X amount and whatever, and never really looking inwards and realizing now that everything that I've ever needed is quite literally at home. Um, And I think being able to um, convey messages out to people, because I'm quite good at connecting. I'm very good at like connecting with people quickly, making quick connections, um I don't know why or how I just am um but being able to do that with people and relating to them that like lights me up honestly it makes me feel so amazing my mom said to me when I was little she said you used to just make friends with absolutely everybody and anybody and I would I would have you know we'd be on the beach and I'd have like five or six (laughs) friends who were like who would just like we'd all just swarm around together um and it's always been it's always been something that I've really enjoyed is just bringing people together through relatable experiences. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much what sets me alight in, in the world. Um, but again, very complicated, lots more. We're like onions, aren't we? Yeah. You're back a layer. You're like, Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. Um, <laughs> not to quote Shrek or anything. Um, <laughs> we love Shrek. Um, <laughs> That's such a beautiful answer. I really love that. Um, Every time I ask this question, I get such different responses. Mm -hmm. And I think like, you know, we are all so different, but at our core, everyone kind of does have the, the natural connective practice or energy or thing that they just know, like sparks, sparks a a light. Um, I love, love, love that Disney film soul have you seen it 
Uh, I, do you know what? I actually haven't. I haven't seen it because I've been off TV for a while now. Um, but this is my sign because I was thinking about watching it and you've just said it. So that's Oh my it. gosh, watch it. Yeah. Um, Honestly, you go. Okay, no, I was just going to say, uh, in terms of like the connective things, like as a human, in this human experience, because I believe that we're infinite beings and... Mm -hmm you know this is why when we get into the self-care self-love stuff in a minute but we're not a body we're not a mind we're literally an infinite being and mm -hmm. that connection between infinite beings is we are all one and I think people don't understand this like we are all one with nature with the sea with the animals with the everything and the the craving of connection which I think has very, been a very interesting shift this year um in terms of like the pandemic and people having to like sit in there sit in their I don't know what would you call it just sit in a cave really you're in mm -hmm. a cave by yourself <clears throat> for a large majority of the year and I think it's just really shown people how important that connection is um, whether it be with nature, whether it be with people, whatever it is, it's mm -hmm. just that connection to the sort of infinite beings around us. Um, I've gone on a tangent, sorry. <laughs> Tangents are so welcome on this podcast. I do it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes take it a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I've recently been diving quite deep into quantum physics. It's something that's been like popping up a lot for me. And then um, this year, just before uh, we came out of our third lockdown in the UK, I really got into it. And I read uh, Brandon Beecham's book called The Golden Key. And it's all about quantum physics. And it's completely, it's, it's both like confirmed a lot of sort of beliefs I had that I couldn't quite understand and it's also just completely opened my mind and it the quantum physics it basically kind of it explains almost you know scientifically that there is a source consciousness and we are a reflection of that and you know the god as we know her is in you and in me and in this way I am you and you and me you are me and there's this beautiful quote that he uses and I've been this has been my mantra every single day for literally the past two months and it is yeah. I am infinite abundance I am what I seek and it changes your perspective on, on everything and just like a little insight into before I even record a podcast sometimes you know I get the the usual kind of like oh, I want to like show up, be my best self. Um, I want to connect with this person, um, nerves, whatnot. And then I just sit and I remember, hang on a sec. Kate is a reflection of source as am I. We're literally the same like being in a sense, you know, with completely different experiences, but we come from the same place. And like at the end of the day, you sleep you drink coffee, you have mental health. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, hang on a sec. Okay. And it's such a beautiful place to like yeah. ground into, you know? I, I love that. Um, the first thing that came into my mind though, and this is, this is just me taking it to where I am, but we all, we all shit, right? Everybody. I literally was thinking that and I didn't say it. So thank you. <laughs> no, but we do. We all shit. Everybody shits. Everybody has shit that comes out of them. And <laughs> 
like this is the way that I see the world it's just like everybody shits everybody farts everybody talks everybody breathes everybody loves everybody has grief everybody we all go through the same stuff just in a different context but at the end of the day it's exactly the same thing right um and as, as, as so I'm from South Africa right and we have a saying called Ubuntu and Ubuntu means I am because you are and that's basically how I sort of live my life that's my mantra I am because you are Ubuntu oh, love that yeah and and what you find in the African culture as well they're very they're so connected so connected I think that's why I feel so connected to nature is just from where I'm from mm-hmm. you know, you grow up outside, you are outside. I ran around naked for pretty much my entire first, I don't even know how long. Um, and, and in fact, I still do that. Um, Sam. <laughs> you know, whenever I can, Nakey Katie, what a great nickname. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just connecting with everything around us and, and really just letting go, letting go and realizing that we're all the same. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is why I don't understand things like um, sexism and racism and all these things. I'm literally like, you're just being horrible to the infinite being of that person. Why? I don't get it. <laughs> 100%. Oh, I I feel that really, really hard. And, you know, the past year has really uprooted so many, like, egotistical, horrible, systemic, just awfulness and we've really kind of seen the damaging effects of like what's happened and you know I truly believe that the what you're talking about this soul connection this nature connection um and this one with everything is like our natural state and the way that we are right now is is not and people talk about like being in the real world and you know normal being normal I just think that all of this is bs and what what we're currently living in is not the norm the norm is the connectedness the the being naked the you know not questioning the differences between people and when I say differences I mean like the the kind of prejudice that people put forward and and the ego getting in the way you know what I mean just seeing that person for who they are without placing your projections upon them kind of thing um yeah but I'm 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 loving I'm loving this conversation and I feel like where you are at is such a beautiful place and I feel like your authenticity both kind of shines through and also I can tell I can tell that you've done a lot of work because no one can really be or get where you are in this kind of society without being doing the work that means staying true to yourself because you know as women and in an industrialized kind of world we are taught from an extremely young age that that is not okay right so what I'm really interested in is a little bit more about your journey and how you kind of ventured into this self-love positivity queen that you are well firstly thank you very much that's very kind of you to say that and um I I am really grateful for it because it has it has been over the past year something that I have been really working on um and actually subconscious pretty much for the last five years I've been working on it three four yeah 
three to five years I've been working on it but just not realizing that I was mm-hmm. um, but sort of last year was the big wake up for me where I was like oh, okay like I am not the norm I don't fit that mold um I just never have so I'll go back to um where should I start I mean obviously <laughs> we're not going to go to childhood um because <laughs> it'll just take too long but um if I kind of go to uni I'm going to skip to uni mm-hmm. um, so I went to I went to uni and um I was pretty confident before I went to university within myself um and I went there and it was just like this massive upheaval of like such a shift in energy like I'd had my family are quite strict so that mm-hmm. culture is very conservative very strict no drinking well my parents didn't like me drinking um and you know if I dated boys it was always like they would have to come pick me up from the house and like when you move to the UK that that stuff doesn't happen here like it just mm-hmm. doesn't because you just meet your friends out and you go for a walk or whatever um whereas there it was very much like you had to come to the person's house and pick them up or your parents would be taking you somewhere because it was just unsafe so it was a really interesting shift for me going to university I basically went berserk um I just literally like got absolutely paralytic drunk um a lot of the time um I then met um I met my ex-partner who I was with for seven and a half years um but it was a very like reflecting on it now, very codependent relationship, almost like my family. I had just taken myself from there and put myself into him and he was that. Um, And I mean, I've been working through that recently and it's very interesting how things have happened. But essentially I think university was the starting point of like losing myself um, and just not not opening up, not talking to people, just putting on this facade of confidence because I had it and I was it. And it was almost like my authentic self was trying to be it. Mm-hmm. But also there were all of these beliefs and things that were coming in from like completely different people who I almost admired, you know, like him and his mm-hmm. friends, like um, they'd come from such a different walk of life. And I was like, wow, they, these people are like older than me and they know what they're doing because he was a couple of years older. And a lot of things happened uh, whilst I was there where I really did lose myself. So um, I <laughs> went to uni in Bristol and sexual harassment, which I had no idea about, was a massive, massive part of the lad banter vibes. And I was very much deep in that that community of lad banter. You know, my, my ex's friends were very, you know, they they would motorboat me in the middle of a club and it would be completely accepted because I had really big boobs. Um, And I just, I started like being like, that's fine. Like, you know, that's attention and blah, blah, blah. And and then I would just get really drunk. And I think that that was my escape. And I could be, and this is what I see, I could be me, but blame it on being drunk and be like, oh, you know, I was just really drunk. Like, that's why I was running around like an absolute idiot naked, um, you know. So it kind of, that went on for a while. And I had this instinctive gut feeling, which was like, I don't want to be here. I don't like this place. This isn't what I want. I wanted to quit uni. Um, I blamed it on my course and all these things. And I even <laughs> I even managed to almost get kicked out. But then 
pulled myself back in or whatever mm. but um and that was because I didn't hand an assignment and not for anything else um, <laughs> but essentially I just got into this like absolute spiral of like self-hate and disrespect for me and mm-hmm. just shutting out Kate I just actually my name is Caitlin um but I've I've kind of like reinvented and I've re- renamed and I'm Kate now because I think Caitlin I mean she's still a, a, an amazing part of me but she is she's back then I'm I'm me now um so yeah just you know i I went on and on and on and I kept on trying to leave. And so I would go to like, I, I went to Ibiza for a couple of seasons over university um, and I didn't drink there. I actually didn't drink at all, which was really cool. I, you know, I just, I just really enjoyed the music and I did mm-hmm. do a few drugs, not going to lie, but um, it was, I was very uh, different. And every time I went away and came back, I would then slip into this old routine of like disrespecting myself and like, yeah, it was, it was hard. Now that I look, because obviously you don't see it when you're in it, you're in the thick and you don't see it. I became very depressed. I, um, I put on 25 kilograms. I don't really like to talk about weight, but that was something that had happened. Mm-hmm. And nobody questioned my mental health. Mm-hmm. they questioned the weight it was always you put on loads of weight you're unhealthy you're not doing this you're not doing that no I was really really mentally unwell mm-hmm. and, it didn't help. and that was my cry for help you could actually see it um so I was just abusing myself and uh I had an abortion which was very very difficult but nobody nobody ever prepares you or tells you or, no. it, and I think I think it's a, and I'm saying this because it's true. It's a normal thing for people to go through because it happens to so many people, but we don't talk about it. Yep. We don't talk about it. And therefore you have this, this shame, the shame that's placed on you. And it's, it's awful. It's just like um, <sighs> the hate, the hate, the shame, the feeling of that sadness so a lot of things happened and I almost like came to rely on my ex-partner a lot mm-hmm. for, you know, a lot of things. I know that I brought a lot to him and I was still like this absolutely bubbly positive because that actually was who I am and is who I am. Mm-hmm. But I also had a lot of hate for myself. Um, so it kind of got through university. Um, I would say I was fast asleep through university. I just like I don't remember much of it it was you know I didn't really pay attention to the work that I did I did do really well don't know how um everything was last minute and I do I don't regret it because I needed to go through that to be able to understand where I am now is such a great place Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it was a very difficult I look and I'm like Kate there's so many opportunities Mm -hmm. but it's okay um Mm-hmm. And I came out of university and I really wanted to go and travel and just leave. I wanted to go because my pattern is when I get um, suppressed or uh, I get really claustrophobic, I just leave. I'm just like, hey, I'm out, I'm tapping out. Um, so that couldn't happen really because I had a, my ex-partner and he said to me, you know, I've stayed here whilst you were at university. You need to come and move to Nottingham with me because that's compromise. 
And again, I was just really weak. I was really weak and I didn't have self-belief and I didn't have self-esteem and I just, I didn't love me. I didn't love me. Um, and I think when you don't love yourself, you allow, well, you don't have boundaries. You allow people to just do whatever they want to you. And you kind of see it as like, um, almost like a, it's just, it is what it is. Like, that's the way people treat me. And that's, you know, that's my own fault. Um, and so I moved to Nottingham. I hated it. I really hated it. I hated it so much. And I just wasn't happy. And I was depressed again. And um, covering it every time, covered it, covered it, covered it, covered it. Didn't want to tell people, yeah, no, I'm absolutely fine. Like, how are you? Amazing. Let's have a party. Let's get drunk, blah, blah, blah. Loads more drinking. Um, and loads more like just just abusing the body, um, which then ref it, it kind of changed. So I, I moved to Vietnam to teach English. I was just like, I need to get out. One day I was driving in my car, right? Uh, all the way to my job in Mansfield, which I didn't love. Um, and this guy came up by my window. It was dark, it was winter, it was dark. And I was just like, what is my life? Um, and this is when I was getting up at like, 10 minutes before I had to leave, I would literally just grab my stuff and go. So I was just not in a good mental state. Yeah. And this guy came past my car, literally like, you know that thing where people do where they like sniff, like they like um, sniff up their gob in their mouth and then spit it out. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine because it's normal for people to do that. That's totally chill. But he spat on my car. And what? I know he just spat on my car and I was were just- you, And you were in your car? Yeah, I was in my car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sat and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally the perfect example of my life. Like just allowing people to spit on me and be wow. absolutely like, just treated like, like I'm nothing. And that evening I, I drove home um, and I booked Vietnam. I said to my, my ex-partner, I said to him, look, I'm, I need to go somewhere, I need to do something. I can't be here, we've been saving. And I say that we've been saving uh, in like air quotes. Thank you. <laughs> Forgot the word. Um, because I don't think that was ever his intention, which I later found out. But we've been saving to move to Australia. And I just thought, I've got this money. I'm going to get myself TEFL qualified and I'm going to leave and go to Vietnam. So booked that, left, went to Vietnam, like literally realized that I could be by myself. Like he didn't come with me and we stayed together. Mm. Um, I could be by myself, I could earn money and I could take care of myself. And mm. I was really quite a, like, I was, I was worthy, I was enough. And people wanted to be my friend. And, you know, I went through a lot there as well. There was also another pattern that comes up is I allow girls uh, to bully me sometimes. Not anymore, but I did. I had it at uni, I had it in Vietnam and it was very interesting, but in Vietnam, I put a stop to it. Um, but then I came back to the UK and moved back to Nottingham again. And I managed six months there. Um, and you know, the universe is funny, right? The universe is funny because it- The universe really is intrinsically funny. Oh, it just, it just loves it. It loves a little joke. It loves a little like, a little, it like dangles things in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, here, have this. Um, I, I, I finally found a job that I was like in love with. I was genuinely like so passionate about it, but everything else was awful. Like mm -hmm. I, it was just not the right path for me. The, the ex-partner, no thank you. 
uh, lovely guy, just not for me. Um, the place that I was living also no. The friends really like, some of them were good, but there were a lot of toxic people there. Mm -hmm. um, and my, I went to Poland with a friend and I literally, I ended up getting pretty much almost, I got sexually assaulted really badly. A guy like pulled me into a bathroom and basically tried to rape me, but I was quite strong. So I managed to fight him off. Um, wow. Yeah. And I realized in that moment, I was like, my life is worth so much more than I'm, than I'm placing on it. And it was mm -hmm. like a second, second realization. And this is what I mean by the universe is funny. It does these things to really jolt you into, into, uh, waking up really it's like a pinch when you're sleeping isn't it very much yeah and um so that happened and I came back literally that weekend I got back on the Sunday I broke up with my ex-partner um and I was like okay what am I doing now I was still in this job that I loved but it was in it was in Leicester I lived in Nottingham and I thought okay I can make this work I'll live in Leicester and then my grandpa had a stroke two weeks after I'd broken up with my ex in South Africa and I was like, okay, universe, I understand now. So I left, I just left my house. I left my car. I left my, the, the, the life, the friends. I just upped and went to South Africa and I just left. And ever since then, so that was 2018, I think. Yeah, 2018. Um, I kind of started reading like self-help books and just... Yeah, just trying to like understand yeah. what was actually happening um, mm -hmm. within myself, you know, and just, I, I still wasn't connected to the universe or like understanding that part. Mm -hmm. That's really been over the last year where I've been like, okay, I get it now. But mm -hmm. that was like the jolt. Um, and, you know, even, even though I had done that part, that big part, there were still lots of little bits in between. So like, the, I had like a an eating disorder uh, where I was over exercising under eating um, and that became my form of control but oh yeah um, heavy relate yeah and and listen we think eating disorders we think anorexia we think bulimia there are so many more you can have a normal sized body and when I say normal again air quotes a normal sized body you don't have to be stick thin to have an mm -hmm. eating disorder. you can actually be a normal normalish weight again air quotes um and have an eating disorder um but yeah I lost I lost my period through that and like lots of stuff happened and I'm going to tell you something very interesting now after doing all of this work um I had my ex he messaged me uh, the night before Easter, the night before Easter this year. And he was like, we'd still been in contact and, you know, I'd never been able to let him go because we didn't actually, you know, we just broke up. Mm -hmm. And I've been working through this with my therapists and my counselors and myself. And I realized that I was just holding on to him because it was that last little fragment of Caitlin that I was holding on to. Mm. and he messaged and I eventually said I, I spoke to my therapist and she was like what do you actually want Kate and I said I just want to be free I just want to be free of that life and um I messaged him saying I'm really sorry I don't have the capacity to have you in my life anymore and that the next morning so Easter Sunday I woke up and I had my period back after three years of not having a period 
like honestly I'm like meant like mind blown and that (laughs) that is a blockage that has been (laughs) right oh my gosh I'm actually like quite emotional oh wow Kate self-love journey and just like letting go releasing to the universe really like taking it on board Mm -hmm. has allowed me to heal a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff um and just be happy within myself Mm -hmm. rather than looking for this external whatever it is that I was looking for you know yeah Yeah. um yeah your journey obviously there's only so much you can share in a podcast episode but my goodness my goodness so much so many layers so many threads and so much has kind of come up for me listening to your journey and you know the reason I'm emotional is because I relate to it so so much so and I am not the only one I think any woman listening to this is going to relate and probably any man or any person as well um the similarities between our journey has made a lot of things very very clear to me I mean the whole like name change like altering your name to like sig- signi- signify a complete transformation in your life I also did that yeah. bullying the bullying of um from women the the joining in on the lad banter the looking for community to kind of validate a sense of self-loathe you know we do this we we have a feeling inside the self-loathe and then we find ourselves in containers that reflect that back to us because it gives our ego that gratification of yeah you are actually you know worthless and a piece of shit because I'm gonna like prove that to you and we seek out these these kind of experiences and containers and then the what what I relate to more than anything is this like domino 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 of like awful experience tragic experience like shit happening because the universe is literally throwing it upon you to be like wake up wake up wake up who are you who are you learn learn do you know what I mean and I and I often like I often think about my own journey and how like in the space of kind of uh seven years so much happened similar to you you know the the sexual harassment um the death of a loved one the the kind of uh, finding yourself in a very toxic relationship and I did the same thing I I ran to New York I ran to Australia I ran I then I literally moved to the UK you know this kind of thing and because inside us there's like this yearning this yearning to actually do you know what sometimes you have to completely remove yourself from the from the situation and there you find the connection to the self and and I do the very same thing you know when you look back you know hind that magical hindsight what is it 2020 vision (laughs) and you can see everything so 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 clearly and a lot of the work that I've done with self-love and with my inner child is um thanking thanking my past self in those experiences that I shamed for so long um, because without her I would not be here and you know we often forget this and something I did at the beginning of this year Mm. that gave me extreme anxiety was I activated my old Facebook account the one with all the drunken photos all the like oh my god so like since I was I don't know 14 or something and I did it just to see 
you know, just to see. And it was really funny because I had tried to do this a couple of years ago and I couldn't remember my password and couldn't get it recovered. And then all of a sudden I was just like, do you know what? I think I, I think I know my password. And it was my psyche's way of being, you're ready to look at your past. And it was, it was super healing. Um, But tingles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Your journeys, your journey has been incredible and, and very very relatable and, and you know what I would love to know um is often you know when you come out of this kind of uh being asleep for so long and also just when you kind of had enough of hating yourself and you're kind of like nah do you know what like I'm a bad bitch I often find that we um are you know our shadow the things that we don't integrate we we look for that outside of ourselves and we're attracted to that whether it's like a dark energy or a positive one, whether it's someone who's like totally toxic and abusive, and we have, you know, disowned our ability to have that kind of expression within ourselves, we cling to that. Same with like someone who you admire so much, you're like, I I really admire them, I'm gonna like go towards them, like we seek out these people. And then, you know, often whenever we go through a period of transition, we we're helped by mentors, whether it is someone we know online, or someone in our personal reality, um, and I and I often, you know, find this a lot when someone is really, really trying to level up. All of a sudden, you're reading the books, you're listening to the podcasts. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, like, did you have any guides or mentors whenever you went through this kind of transition? And and you know, what helped you become into like the person that Kate is? Yeah. Gosh. Um, Firstly, thank you for sharing um, that you relate to a lot of that stuff. And I, it, it, this is what I mean when I say I am because you are. Like, we are one. Mm-hmm. Like, yours, again, it's the same feelings, but just through a different perspective, a different context. And I think that's what's really important, right? Um, and in terms of, this is going to sound a bit far-fetched, but hear me out. <laughs> when my grandpa had a stroke had a stroke okay he's he's like a devoted roman catholic and i've never listened to him talking about god and all that stuff and when he had a stroke i went and i sat beside his bed and i read his prayers to him every single day and he made up this whole um he created something called the divine mercy for his church and the prayer that i read so i would hold his prayer beads and i you know, we'd say, I can't remember it now. Um, but we'd say his whole prayer and there'd be like 108 times we'd say this one sentence, we, I, because he is incapacitated, he can't speak, he can't move. Um, and I think that that was, that was the opening the floodgate to connection with like the spiritual realm, not necessarily God, but it happened through that, you know, through reading his prayers. And actually looking back, he has been the most aware and he, he's just been such a, a light in my life. Um, you know, he's the one that egged me on to go to Vietnam. I said, Gramps, shall I go? Do I do it? You know, we didn't speak a lot, but when we did, I really understood him and he understood me. So he still can't speak, but we can understand each other because we are infinite beings, right? We are connected through a different realm. It's not necessarily through the language that we speak, it's through the energy that we give. So my grandpa has been a massive, massive influence in my life. Um, and he's still, he's still alive, but he still can't speak. And 
it's just a very interesting, I learned so much from him through just the energy that he gives me. Um, but he, he's been a massive, massive influence. And then Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, do you love? <laughs> yeah, the quantum physics, when you were speaking about that earlier, I was like, yeah, that's who I, that's who I really <laughs> listen to. Oh, he's yeah. yeah, the healing and, you know, the self-healing. Um, he's been a, he's been a pretty pinnacle. Um, also his meditations have been really good for me. Um, and then just, if I'm honest, in terms of like the self-love side of things, I have got a really cool community on Instagram that I kind of connect with. And yeah, just like, following people who make me feel good about myself on mm -hmm. has been such a great eye-opener and like seeing their vulnerability and being able to relate to their vulnerability and then being able to feel like I can open up about mine so I wouldn't necessarily say that I've had one person that's been mm -hmm. besides my grandpa um, who's been there the whole time it kind of changes because as you evolve like I listened to Jay Shetty for a bit right and mm -hmm. I really resonated with loads of stuff that he said but I don't really resonate with him anymore and it's okay because I'm, I'm I don't need that part anymore and I think that's really important is to realize that you don't have to resonate with somebody that maybe helped you come out into that spiritual realm mm -hmm. or or listen or hear things and see see further into life you don't have to still resonate with that person if you've evolved mm -hmm. um, there are so many people out there and that's why it's important to share things because there are so many people out there who can share um their stories and you know maybe the stuff that i say about um body love and acceptance won't resonate with certain people but that's okay because mm -hmm. it resonates with the people that it needs to resonate with you know mm -hmm. the feeling like that piece of phlegm that was on my car um and that's like that was my worth you know that will resonate with some whereas some people would never have felt that way exactly so yeah. yeah I think it's I think it's so good so mentors yeah grandpa definitely Joe Dispenza and then just if I'm honest like my my friends and the community of Instagram in their own way without even realizing they mm -hmm. have been mentors and just learning from people i think it's very important to do that mm, i know this is a juicy episode my friends and if you're vibing go ahead take a screenshot upload it to your story and tag soul deep podcast so i can see and if possible leave a review on whatever platform you're streaming from this really helps the podcast grow, reach more people and connect like-minded souls. And if you want to go even deeper, become a Soul Deep patron for as little as £1.11 per month, where you'll get access to exclusive Soul Deeper sessions with the guests on this show, where we spill juicy tea and give you free love, guidance and advice. Search Soul Deep Podcast on Patreon and join the community. Mm -hmm. When you were speaking about your granddad, I honestly felt like my heart was just going to explode. That is so, 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 so beautiful. And I mean, wow, what a way to actually connect with someone on such an energetic level and like genuinely feel that and like integrate that so so stunning um you know I'm so glad that you mentioned the uh 
the social media community, right? Because, you know, social media gets a bad rep, um, but it's it's the reason we're recording this podcast, you know? Yeah. And um, one thing, you know, it's just been so healing for me is, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm quite a radical person. Like I, I kind of always have been when it comes to like when I make a decision, it's done. And like, I, you know, I often joke with my friends the, the running joke is like, why do you do it to yourself? Like I, if I decide something, it's like, I don't have a, I don't even have a choice. My soul is just like, must do this thing. And my body's like screaming, ah, no. And like, I am a bit of a, a, an adrenaline junkie as well. Like anything that means like my heart rate is like through the roof. Let me do it. Um, there is, there is some roots in trauma there that I'm working through this kind of like uh, having a nervous system that's heightened because that's what I knew as a child and then seeking that in, in reality, in, in adult life. But, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is when I, when I decide something, I, I, I do it. Right. And um, yeah. when I reached a point in my journey where I was very much like, do you know what? I'm actually pretty bored of hating myself and like shaming my body. Like what, why don't I try this radical, you know, self-love this radical acceptance. I see where this goes. I am. Um, I did a massive, social media declutter. I actually wrote a blog post called uh, Con Mari or social media after Marie Kondo who does goes into someone's house and like cleans, declutters everything. And I was like, right, I'm going to do this. But my, I had followed too many people at this stage, right? So I started a new account and I was very much like, if I see a single thing that does not make me feel joy, it's not on my newsfeed. Now, where I'm at at the minute, obviously I've kind of come to a place where I'm a bit more like, I don't want to be in an echo chamber and I do want to have things that trigger me because I want to kind of expand and like, I want to hear different perspectives and whatnot. But when it comes to body image and self-love, I have like a zero tolerance kind of rule on my social media now. And this is simply because it is a healing practice for me. And like, I do not want to see, I do not want to see that kind of pressured societal completely outdated view on what like what a body should look like kind of thing and I like when I think about like self-love and if I am ever feeling low honestly I get my serotonin hit for self-love off social media and like this is where your account comes in um, and, you know, I, I said to you before this, before this episode, you put up a slow-mo video of your bare ass jiggling and you were like, hey, by the way, bitches, cellulite is normal. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I've watched this video so many times because it makes me smile like so often and things like, you know, even just following accounts like Lizzo and just people who talk about like body positivity and like you realize more and more and more, hang on a sec, like my body's normal, you know? And it's really interesting because when I was doing my stream of consciousness kind of journaling this morning, so many things come up. And one was like, um, what, what am I here to learn? What am I here to learn? Why, why is my body this way? I've got chronic illness. My body often feels like it's like battling with me. And um, I, I was thinking about this. And, you know, I was considering that your soul came here to learn certain things. It shows your body. It shows all these things. And I was thinking about how, like, from a very young age, I've always been surrounded by this, like, unrealistic uh, concept of beauty. And I mean this quite literally as in, you know, my older sister has got that, like, model body. Like, she's never really had to, you know, 
she's yeah. just been born that way and then my sister-in-law also one of my best friends again this like unrealistic body type size six waist like Kim K kind of booty kind of thing and then all my best friends and I was just like why am why am I that one on the beach that looks like a potato right and um I was thinking about this and I was like wow this this experience is because you're here to learn acceptance and actually fair enough you find yourself in this like strange pocket of um you're you're seeing women around you who have this like ideal body type that everyone says doesn't really exist but you can see it in your actual reality and you're like this is such a conflicting space to be in Mm -hmm. and then you know in my journey when I started practicing self-love my goodness did I start realizing how much I was projecting Mm -hmm. and you know I like I I hate misogyny and then I realized holy shit, I've got so much internalized misogyny. I'd be walking down the street and I would be criticizing people's bodies and I would be saying what's wrong or what's right internally because I'm not okay with myself. And then, you know, the more you open up your world to acceptance and body positivity, people come in, people come in. Like my friendship group at the minute, like I just pinch myself all the time, you know, with different identities, body shapes, types, ideas, beliefs. And it's like, this is what it is about. And, you know, we find ourselves in these constraints because we're here to break through. And there's nothing like there's nothing wrong or or right about any body type. Right. It's it's literally just a body. And the more the more you just get to terms with that and and accept that, like, my god does the love like come through absolutely i i love that and and something that you said that was was really cool and what i've been do you know teal swan oh yeah og og yeah. spiritual teacher yeah, yeah teal swan like i've 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 known about her for a, a, a while but i haven't read any of her books i'm reading one at the moment which is about loneliness and it talks about the projection so you were just talking about the way that we project how we're feeling onto others. And I've been there, I've done it. Like I used to look at girls who posted photos of themselves on Instagram or whatever in like bikinis and be like, oh my gosh, like she's just showing off. Yeah, because I didn't feel confident to do that. And that video that you're talking about, which is why I find it so interesting that you brought this up. Um, Cause that's, it's been coming up a lot recently um, in like my meditations and stuff. Uh, there was a lot of non me shared it and there was a lot of comments on there which were like this is the the exact type of body that makes people feel bad about their own bodies <gasps> yeah there were quite a few really nasty comments on there and oh my gosh kid I had no idea yeah 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 and it's like before I would have been like oh my gosh like what have I done and what I'm realizing is that these people have the shame that I had on the body type that they mm. have right now. And they're just deflecting, projecting mm. their shame somewhere else so that they can blame someone else for their bad feelings. And I really feel like compassion towards these people. Like, I feel like mm. I just want to share my love with them and be like, it's okay to feel like this because you're working through something it's not like you're not being mean on purpose I get it I get it I've been there but Mm. at the same time I just I do wish that like I just wish that people would maybe think before they said things because you know when okay so this is something that I've been kind of working with but 
when we we don't want we don't want to be rejected right humans don't like being rejected because that's the the sort of like lack of communication uh, not communication of connection it's like the almost like leaving the tribe and never coming back kind of thing um like being banished um but so the rejection the rejection part that's basically somebody rejecting me right so someone is saying your body is perfect the way it is and you're making me feel shit about my body now where am i going with this it was such a good point <laughs> um when people troll you they're projecting onto yeah. you so the sh- the shame when when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable okay so i've allowed myself to be vulnerable on instagram which like yes i'm shaking my bare ass on instagram this cellulite i mean also like i do have a big bum like i'm 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 happy like i love i love my body right but i also have huge insecurities about certain things that I have been working on and when I share something like that I'm being bloody vulnerable yes you are and if somebody then is horrible about it that's them shaming my vulnerability which is basically like rubbing salt in the wound Mm -hmm. just because you are perceiving my body as perfect doesn't mean that I perceive that and doesn't mean that that's how I saw see it so I think that is the most important lesson there is that detaching yourself from your body, knowing that you are this infinite being, you are this amazing soul that isn't a body Mm -hmm. uh, and that this feeling that's coming up isn't actually directed at you. It's just the reflection of somebody else. And yes, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing those comments and and being able to now, and, and this has been a bloody long time coming, but being able to now be like, that's not my pain. That's not my shame. That's not my hurt. That is something else's. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to detach yourself, I think is super important there. But this whole, this whole self-love journey has really been the, the best thing for me in terms of creating space um, mm-hmm. for myself. Like I never, ever, ever thought that I would be able to, um, do what I'm doing right now which is starting a business starting a retreat like what but because I had held on to all of that hate for myself and like my body was in my mind always the forefront food what am I eating calories um exercise like all of those little distractions did not allow the space for my true authentic self to come out which is to give back via doing this this retreat thing that I'm doing this is just a you know early stages Thing. I know that there's a lot more to come I don't know what it is yet but I know that there's a lot more to come but the space it's created for me to believe that I can do this and not be fixated on the food stuff is like oh yeah that is self-care self-love and that's where you get to it's only been a year really that I've been leaving that 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 body calories all that stuff out and I cannot tell you how much space I've got to actually be me so. yeah Yes, 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 yes. You know, um, so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing because it is, it is something that I guess, you know, the the big downside of social media, the trolls. You know, behind the screen, people are very, very brave, um, and I think it's so important to really illuminate this. And and yeah, your vulnerability is is your path to freedom. And if someone were to like be triggered by that and actually go to the extent of like trying to halt that it is stunting 
their own growth um and it's so it can be so difficult to to brush that off but but it is you know part of part of this kind of growth um and really really you know just leveling up and and sitting in the discomfort and reminding you know coming back to the essence of who you are and and you do it so 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 beautifully um and you know I just there's so there's so much that's kind of like coming up for me hearing you speak and then and I just I love this conversation so 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 much with with some of the people that I work with um through one-on-one coaching and whatnot recently there has been a, a lot of body image stuff coming up um and one thing that I often talk about and this has been true for me in my journey literally what you just talked about is a question I often ask people is if you were to not use my fitness pal and not you count your calories and not plan your meals ahead for just a week just one week what would you do with your time yeah. and they quite the answer is usually like chaos like what do you mean you know what I mean and everyone's at a different stage in their journey and I was definitely there before you know um and it's taken you know I, I've done a lot of neuro-linguistic programming to to debunk the patterns I used to I'm a visual person as an artist I used to literally in my mind see what I ate and like a picture of what I ate and below it the amount of calories and I actually had had learned like I could tell you the calories in anything you could say like brown slice of bread I would know like all these kind of things <laughs> and it took a lot for me to let that go and like now I'm so so far from that thank you know thankfully and it does happen over time yeah. and like the sense of freedom and like just being able to I think the big thing for me has been listening to your body and this is really difficult because our mind gets in the way and we have this like two little two little different thoughts and it's like eat eat the eat the cheese eat the pizza eat the thing that you want because you know you're human you're craving pleasure all this kind of thing and the body's like no blasphemy sin sin like you're never going to come back from this you're going to need to work out for a week straight like that and it's just constant right but if you were to just drop into your body and my friends hate me I do this all the time right I'm like sitting at we're gonna go out for a meal menu comes and I'm like hang on a sec and I close my eyes I go in my body I'm like okay I want I want the fish and I want the rice do you know what I mean and like I drop into my body and I ask and you know a big part of this um I think also comes from like the where we grow up religiously too if you have got ingrained this sense of purity You also seek it out later in life in things like your diet and your lifestyle and all this kind of stuff. And like this toxic wellness culture as well, where there's like no balance and, you know, yeah. I hear you on that so much. And like during my yoga um, 200 hour course, I was super triggered by a part of it. It was um, to do with nutrition and uh, it was a health one. And they made us watch a documentary thing and I sat there and I watched it and I thought this is absolute horse shit I was like they're telling you that you need to eat uh no meat and you need to eat um healthy food and I was sitting there like this is literally like being ingrained into society including like and I'm again it was a very good thing for me to be triggered by this because it's made me realize that 
I don't have to listen to everything in, in the yoga journey. There's, you know, there's certain things that I'm healing, but food is a distraction and the body is a distraction from your actual authentic being. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, I look at it in a way that men were, men were like distracted by work. They were made put to work. You can't be you because you need to work and provide. Women were distracted by the body and in in my for my our generation right it was always you need to look a certain way you need to do this blah, blah 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 and that's what took takes people away from their authentic being because they're so fixated on these things that they have to be and do and say and look and whatever and it is different it's different for male different for female different for everybody each person but I really truly believe when you when like you said when you drop that stuff and you just come back into you back to your being you will realize that that stuff doesn't matter. Like it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Your body doesn't matter. Like it's important to nourish it. Yes. But mm -hmm. my gosh, if you want to eat the Smarties, just eat the bloody Smarties. Like, <laughs> like, and if you eat three packets of Smarties in a day, you don't need to work out for seven hours. You just, you just needed, you needed that at the time and it's okay. And I think this is where the fat phobic uh, situation comes in where we see beauty as thin and we've been taught beauty as thin. We don't see, I don't see beauty as thin. I see we've been taught it as thin. And yeah. that is the distraction that takes people away from being their authentic selves, which is our limitless beings, which suits the system. And that's just basically it. So we need to come away from all of that. <laughs> eat the stuff that you want to eat, whether it be, smarties whether it be an apple it doesn't matter it's still food it's going to nourish you and if that's what you need at the time just bloody have it like your body will eventually tell you like you said listening to it your body will eventually tell you okay kate you've, you've eaten smarties for six days straight now like let's have something a little bit different that will give you the energy that you need mm -hmm. because now you're back into your authentic self you've given up on all of that stuff like yeah and just this is where I'm at in my journey at the moment like I'm not perfect and I'm still learning and there's still like very far 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 places for me to go but I just think it's really detaching from that body and from those those that diet culture mentality that distraction mm -hmm. that we're fed mm-hmm oh I feel you I feel you so 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 much so what are some of your favorite kind of self-love, self-care, spiritual practices? What do you kind of do now on the daily or on the weekly? Okay. Um, every single day I have a routine. I told you about the morning routine earlier, so I won't repeat that. But I have, I get out in nature um, at least once a day. And I'm very fortunate to live down in Devon. Like it is beautiful here. Um, but I get out in nature um, and I'll do things like I'll meditate with the sun on my face or like I'll meditate, I'll forest bathe. I tried that the other day, stunning, loved it. Do it every, like I did it today again. I was oh, just incredible. Love that. Yeah, honestly, this place that I live in is quite literally has everything that you could ever want like it's are you, is Devon right on the coast do you have like a seaside I'm I'm literally looking at the sea right now like it's, <sighs> it is incredible like this is why I'm doing this retreat thing because I'm like people need to get here and see the beauty of Devon like it is within walking distance 
I can do like I can be at the coast or I can be in a forest or I can be on a, a cliff somewhere or I can be on a flat beach like within walking distance um yeah and I think so that's a really important thing is to just get out in nature take your shoes off take them off oh feet. yes we don't want those get your feet I don't care if it's cold put your feet on the ground and feel mm -hmm. it feel the mm. ground um something else that I do I collect stones and that is a form of meditation for me. I like pick up little stones and really look at them, look at them and appreciate like, where has this come from? How has the stone got here? Like how beautiful is <laughs> everywhere? Like, honestly, my room is anyway. Um, so it's just, it's appreciate. So, right. Making the ordinary into extraordinary. That's what my self care is, is, is just like really appreciating the small things because in life, the extraordinary things, they're not life. The mm -hmm. ordinary things are life. Um, you know, like the brushing your teeth, the driving to work, that is life. Mm -hmm. So bloody appreciate that shit because that stuff's going to end. And then guess what? Like, what are you left with? Mm -hmm. um, you can't be, you can't be chasing this extraordinary vision all, all, all the time. It's just, it's life is what it is right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it's just really being very present. Um, again, I practice yoga most days um, and I move my body. I just move my body. And that's mm -hmm. whether that be a walk, whether that be a run, whether that be a swim, it's all outside. Um, and in the UK, I did it throughout the winter. Um, you know, it gets mm -hmm. cold. Yes. But at the same time, like let the rain fall on your face. You're waterproof. You're a human. You're waterproof. You mm -hmm. will dry. Um, you know, so it's just really reconnecting with nature and just being present there. That's my greatest self-care tip, I'd say, for, for like body love as well. Mm -hmm. And just not giving a shit about what people think. So mm -hmm. I walk around with my hairy legs now and like um, my short shorts and my crop tops and nobody actually cares, just like they just don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, when you look at a photo, um, a group photo, right? So let's say we're all in a group photo, you, me, uh, and a whole bunch of our friends in a group photo. Who do you look at first? Yourself. Mm -hmm. Yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't really, I mean, it's great, you know, you could have your eyes shut, but if I look good, it's a good picture. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so it's just like, it's, it's detaching yourself from that ego and just that's my self-care is just really bringing myself back to like either what's what's the story I'm telling myself because we tell ourselves stories all the time and I just ask myself all the time um mm. looking thinking about that picture analogy um collecting stones and just making the ordinary extraordinary wow I absolutely love that so much excuse me <clears throat> You choked me up, Kit. <laughs> I absolutely, I just love that so much. Like, yeah, the picture analogy is so, 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 so true. And if anyone's ever been on like girls holiday or like group holiday, it you know how real that is, especially when it comes to the bikini pic and the classic like on the beach um, and all these things. And yeah, I I really love this. I really love this connection with nature um, so grounding and earthing is relatively new for me. I mean, I used to do it like when I was out, you know what I mean? Like if I went for a walk, yeah, let's ground. But now it's like such a conscious part of my day. Like 
I have um, these like grounding earth runners now that have like copper in them and the thread throughout the sole. And it just means I can literally just wear them and like wherever I go, I'm like grounded as long as I'm on stone or grass. And, you know, I make such a conscious effort with that now because my gosh, it's so regulating and it's so healing. And, and, and along with that, like, I actually do want to talk a little bit about weight gain before we wrap up the episode, actually, because, you know, one thing that's been really healing for me recently is, um, so I've, you know, gained weight and that's perfectly fine and normal, especially as you get older. Um, and every now and again, I'm very much fine and secure in my body. I love my body. And I'm so grateful to be um, in a relationship where my body is absolutely celebrated. You know, I often say I am a Renaissance painting. And in my like, in my self-care or self-love practice, I often like just feel, I just feel my body, like whether it's like rubbing my own arms or like feeling my boobs or like just like cupping my butt and being like, "Mm, this is juicy. This is good. I love this. But every now and again, I realize I'm like, th- like the penny has dropped. I'm like, whoa, you've gained so much weight. Oh my God. Like, when did this happen? And yeah. it's such a like rush of anxiety. And like, I think it often comes when you, you're going to like a social gathering or like post lockdown, you're going to meet your friends for the first time and you put on clothes that you used to wear and they don't fit and, and you get like anxious and like, mm-hmm. I've got my own kind of, um, letting go process but I would wonder like for those listening like what would you say is a is a good kind of practice to have when it comes to dealing with the anxiety around weight gain firstly thank you for sharing that because I think it's important to you know to speak about these things and and I, I really really admire um what you were saying about rubbing and then also just being so brave to say that you actually do have those insecurities that come up because they do like mm-hmm. it, it's normal it's human like I'm on the self-love journey of loving my body accepting my body but however I do have days where I'm like what's happening but that so that is where I would say it's the detaching yourself from your body okay and like just looking at yourself from an outsider perspective right you are more than a body okay remember you are more than a body and no matter okay if I was green and had like spiky hair and all of those things but I was me my friends would still be my friend like there's no way they wouldn't because of the way that I look because that's not you know I am more than a body and um I think something that's really important is to sit with that to sit with it and really like be aware of it be like okay why why do I not like, because I've put on weight too, and I've really allowed it to be, you know, and I sit with it. I'm like, why, why do I feel like this? What is making me feel like this? So questioning, okay. Questioning that belief, questioning the, the, um, the weight gain, questioning the feeling of disgust that sometimes comes up and being like, okay, uh, is this actually changing who I am? Or is this an internalized uh, part of me mm-hmm. that I am rejecting? Okay, because we reject that internalized part of us, that that um, that fat phobia that we might have within mm-hmm. us. Because it's there, 
because it's like a, it's like an oak tree you know the roots of an oak are so deep in the ground you can pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and it takes a bloody long time to get them out and sometimes you don't even get them out you'll snap them and there'll be a little bit left and it it's just oh, such a great analogy yeah just dig and ground get it out but really like know that it is so normal to be absolutely loving life and then to just be like okay I'm like I put on weight everything's bad mm-hmm. and that, like all of that is okay so it's just mm-hmm. sitting with it questioning it and allowing it to be there like but mm-hmm. then bringing yourself back to the detached part of your of your being and and, and being like hey this isn't me like mm-hmm. I'm more than this you know and mm-hmm. and also like when you have those uh so social media real like is important it plays such an important role when I see I've got such a varied uh social media I've got fat black I've got um skinny white girls I've got um skinny black girls I've got skinny Asian girls fat you know all so many different people gay uh transgender like so many different people and I look at them and I'm like they're stunning so like how how am I not seeing myself like that? So it's just kind of like questioning and looking and just yeah. being, you know, being kind to yourself as well. Like, yes, weight gain has happened, but also like, oh, we've just gone through a pandemic. Like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to the gym. I've also healed a lot of shit in myself. So this is what my body needs right now. And that is okay. Yeah. I'm just being okay, I guess. Absolutely. Love that answer. Oh, thank you so much. I know it's going to be super, super healing for some people to hear. If I were just to add anything, I would say like if you are someone with a menstrual cycle, you know, one thing that I've incorporated into my uh, cycle is the week before my period, I just do not trust my brain. I 100% do not trust it. Like, I see body dysmorphia when it happens and I'm like, oh, hey, dysmorphia, like not today. You know what I mean? And like I do it. I do it all the time. And I've actually at certain stages, not everyone is ready for this when that hits. But like um, I think maybe about two cycles ago, I had like quite chronic body dysmorphia just a couple of days before my period. And um, I was very, very aware, very self-aware. And I was like, oh, here we go again. And I said, you know what? I'm actually going to just get naked and I'm just going to sit in in front of the mirror in the most unattractive posture possible and like pick out my flab and hold it until it went away. And it only took about 10 minutes. Like there's nothing to fear except the fear itself. Like when you actually like, you're so afraid of looking at your body because you think like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. And then you actually sit down and you're like, hang on, right? I'm just going to sit in this. I'm going to stew in it. Oh my gosh. Do you know what? Something I've just remembered. I, this, this, this just came to me. I forgot I did this. So, um, this was so healing in my journey. Um, when I was 20, uh three and I was uh, practicing as an art therapist for about two years now Um, I had taken a break from working in um actual like uh, mental health settings and I and I was just focusing on doing my master's degree and, and whatnot I was still doing arts therapy for myself and like one-on-one every now and again and I came up against like so much um like body dysmorphia and um, a lot of hate because at this stage in my life, I, I had actually put on quite a lot of weight. You know what it's like when you're doing a master's degree and whatnot. And I said, you know what? 
I am going to embody the fuck out of this. And I came home from uni and I got um, a black eyeliner and I wrote from my like forehead to my toes on my skin, everything I thought about myself, fat bitch, ugly, like piece of shit, like everything I wrote it. And I went to the extent of getting a black bin bag, putting holes in it and wearing it like a dress. And I mean, I sat on my, I sat on my apartment floor on my own and I cried and I was like embodying feeling like a piece of shit. Right. And then it got to this stage where I was in hysterics laughing. I looked like a maniac. I was like crying, laughing. I was like, oh my God, SJ, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're amazing. Like, oh, what are you doing? Right. So I like super, you know, um, like expressively like ripped this bin bag off right ripped it off put it in the bin I got into it got into the shower and the worst part was I was in the shower for an hour because I couldn't get the eyeliner off and I was scrubbing 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 I eventually got it all off and let me tell you I felt reborn and I completely forgot about that but that was such a healing practice as well because you cannot suppress these feelings you have to feel them in order to translate it, you know? Um, I love that. That was so, like, so good. It's just, like, really, really embracing that, you know, that feeling of <sighs> the words that we say to ourselves. I think something very important as well is being being careful with what you're saying to yourself, though. Mm. So if you're being like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm the ugly friend. Like, I'm just using that as an example. I'm the ugly friend. Like, you're the pretty one. You're the skinny one. You're the blah, blah, blah. I'm the ugly friend. Like, oh, I'm funny. Like, whatever. Mm. Don't do that. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Don't say that to yourself. Because yep. you, you are the fucking beautiful friend. Like, you are the, pick the kind things. Pick the nice things about yourself. And something else, just a little tip that has worked for me. So, you know, when we take a photo of ourselves with friends, like you said, the bikini pic, that happens like once a year, right? You look at that photo and you're like, oh my gosh, is that what I look like? If you take pictures of yourself regularly, you will see what you look like regularly, which then will become normal so that when you see photos, you'll be like, okay, but that's already what I look like. So I know that. It's like normalizing that view, right? So just, just seeing what you actually look like before. So, so if you're coming out of lockdown, you're going to go and have um, meet up with friends and stuff. What I would recommend is just a week up to that, take a photo of yourself every day, look at it, really look at it. And, you know, even if you're having these feelings of like, uh, or whatever, they're going to dull down because you're going to start normalizing your body. Your body is going to be normal in your eyes because we don't look at it that much. Right. So, but uh, via pictures, because we look in a mirror, but that's a very different view to a picture. Oh yeah. Take a photo every day for a week before you go and meet up with your friends and just normalize what you look like on a camera. And I promise you the effect that that has, like I take photos of my stomach, I take photos of my arms, I take photos of my legs. And now I'm like, oh, that's me. Like I recognize that, I recognize that varicose vein. That's a beautiful little varicose vein, love you. <laughs> um, but it's not a surprise. It's not yeah. like something that's come out the norm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? That's been on my leg, Whoa. Like I know it's there and I know it's gonna come out a picture and this is how it's gonna look. And that's chill because it's, it's my body and it's, you know, that would be just one of the tips that I would say to do. Kate, I freaking love you. I genuinely just adore you. That's, I had never thought about doing that. I love that so much. I'm genuinely going to do this. I, do you know what? You've actually like illuminated to me um, how much I avoid photos. You know, my partner wants to take photos and we go for walks and my immediate reaction is no, what are you doing? Like, no, 
Um, wow, I'm definitely going to do that. And that's that's someone like that's coming from someone who would classify themselves as like practicing radical acceptance and self love. And lo and behold, you just showed me a massive blind spot. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, thank you for that. Um, you, have to, you have to tell me how it goes. I'd love to know. <laughs> I will for sure. So just before we wrap up, I would love to know if you could give your younger self some advice, what would it be? Trust the process and believe in yourself. Like that's it. Mm. Um, because everything happens. And I've said this for a long time, but everything happens for a reason. I needed to go through what I went through so that I can be relatable to so many people. Like mm. I have been through a lot of shit. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I barely scratched the surface today, but Mm -hmm. you know I've been through a lot of stuff and if I hadn't have gone through that stuff I wouldn't have be able to have the compassion and love towards that stuff mm. you know you you can't talk about stuff that you don't know about you can't anxiety you can't talk about anxiety unless you've had it because you just don't know what mm. it feels like mm -hmm. and it's just trust that process like wherever you are I know people say this all the time and I never really believed it wherever you are is exactly where you need to be right now mm -hmm. so that's pretty much what I would say to myself and I'm saying to myself now for that moment that we've just had and the moment that we you know so listening but yeah so beautiful yes thank you so much for being so lovely I've really really enjoyed talking to you you are a, a beautiful soul and, and an <laughs> to, to your energy is fantastic and you have a great smile as well which just really shows <laughs> that kindness and, and that you have towards people so I just super appreciate your time oh thank you so much Kate oh that just like makes me feel all super fluffy and lovely <laughs> um, I appreciate you so much so where can people find you? Um, so I mainly focus on Instagram. I'm at Y underscore Kate. Um, and then my new venture um, is the Bear Buttock. So at Bear Buttock. <laughs> hilarious. So it's my retreat that I'm going to be running down in Denver in, in Payton. Um, and Bear Buttock is my mum's nickname my dad's nickname put together because that's who I'm basically <gasps> together. yeah yeah so but bear like a like a raw like a bear but yeah at bear buttock or at y underscore kate is where I'm at incredible all the links will be in the show notes below and you can bet your bare ass as soon as this retreat is going live I'm gonna rant and rave about it so yes thank you, thank you once again Kate no thank you and have the most beautiful day um and yeah, I just appreciate you. And I have a lot of gratitude towards what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Thank you. That is the end of our episode, friends. Thank yourself and your soul for continuing to show up and tune in to Real Talk and Good Vibe podcasts like this. Don't forget, if you want exclusive access to the Soul Deeper sessions, click the link in the show notes below to become a Soul Deep patron and stay up to date with the show on Instagram. Until next time, remember you are a star wrapped in skin and nestled within your flesh and bones is everything that you need to 